There we go. All right. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, welcome to another episode of the Prosperous Man podcast. I am your host, Leonard McElveen. And with me today, I have Francesca. Is it McDowell? Yes, McDowell. Well done. Yes. Awesome. Francesca. (laughs) She is an author, a consultant, a good person, speaking energy, speaking life into businesses, doing some consulting. So we want to just welcome her. Thank you for joining us today. I so appreciate it. And welcome, welcome, welcome to the Prosperous Man Podcast. (laughs) Thanks so much, Leonard. It's great to be here. Really excited to be sharing with you today. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So before we kind of jump into it, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, about your business, and, you know, kind of what you're doing and how your faith intertwines with everything. Absolutely. Thank you. So, yeah, as you said, my name is Francesca and I live over here in the UK. I would say the sunny UK, but it's more a little bit dreary right now. (laughs) But yeah, this is home and I run a coaching and consultancy business. So I sit as a leadership coach and I really help people across three main areas. So their personal development, public speaking and also their business development. And my faith is intermingled amongst all of those areas as I also support some churches and some Christian based organizations. And I love what I do. Yeah, I love I love helping people. I love serving. I also am an author. So I've written three books so far and loved the writing journey as well. I think when you can speak to an audience outside of your own remit, it's, it's just really powerful. And what else? I'm an, a mentor. I mentor students and young people. And oh, awesome. lastly, I am a speaker. So I deliver keynotes and presentations. That is awesome. So thank you for joining us. And kind of um, why I wanted to be able to have you as a guest today was being able to have somebody that is, you know, that's not really separating their faith from what they're doing, but being able to encourage people and maybe you could speak on how the personal development aspect goes when you're trying to, you know, help someone and kind of guide them along that journey, how your faith inter- intermingles with that, but also how the person is, you know, they may not all be a Christian, yeah. but, you know, just kind of like their own views on spirituality and how that can help or hinder, you know, their journey in, along personal development. Sure, sure, absolutely. I mean, personal development is key. I think even as adults, we have to be in a consistent learning space so that we are always growing and expanding. I think when individuals, particularly professionals, perhaps get into a new role or a new career, they can often need some personal development coaching. And um, one of the ways it really shows up for me in terms of my faith is around purpose. And so I really believe that every single individual, whether you know God or you don't yet know God, you have a purpose. You were born for a reason. Everything was designed. And actually, oftentimes when people are, when things aren't going well or things aren't working out right, it may be because they're not really in their purpose, even within their career or their field. And so I do a lot of work to work around identifying your natural strengths and how do we find out what you and what you're naturally good at? What do you enjoy to do? What makes your heart sing? And, and then how do we move better into that sort of space? And so for those who are believers, it's very easy to kind of bring in the scripture and the word and we'll even pray together at times. But for those who aren't, I will still teach the principles. 
mm-hmm. and explain just yeah the principles and the underlying reasons why we're going down this route to support that's that's really good and I, I like that and I like how you put it kind of finding the thing that makes your heart sing yeah. so you know and I, I wholeheartedly agree with you that there are there's we're all here for a reason and you know part of me wanting to be able to do this podcast is like to be able to show that there's more out there than us doing you know kind of having our nine to five or the you know the job we do like the world is bigger than that and we've got more to contribute now not to downplay it but there's nothing wrong with that you can be satisfied in those things yeah but I also feel like there's more for us to do yeah absolutely and I yeah definitely agree and for some people it really is starting a business it really is connecting with people and developing a product or in a, you know innovating and as well as providing service and then then they're, they're in their lane and they're in their purpose and I think that the ripple effect is massive yeah okay. yeah absolutely I mean to see somebody pursuing it and just trying to find their purpose is inspiring it, it makes you want okay it makes you be like, yeah, I need to, there's something else I could be doing. There's more I could be doing. You know, maybe I'm not in my purpose, although I enjoy these things, maybe it's not in my purpose. And I guess, so that would be kind of my next question is how do, you know, for that person that is, you know, really kind of satisfied with life, They've, they've got a good job, their families are doing well, you know, there's a comfortability factor to it. How do what do you do or what do you recommend for that person that, you know, maybe they're starting to see kind of little things like maybe things aren't as great as they, as they think they are, or, you know, they're, they're kind of just starting this self development journey and want to be able to find their purpose. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Finding purpose is it's big. And actually my pastor at my church, he said this line a few years ago, and now it's just stuck with me. And he said that purpose unfolds like a scroll during your lifetime. Mm. And I just, I, I even like put it that. in my last book. It was just so inspiring and also insightful to the fact that when we're 20, our life's purpose is predominantly education and it's bettering ourselves and it's entering into early adulthood and learning about ourselves. But then in our 30s, 40s, 50s and so on, our purpose changes and it grows with with us. And I think when people are beginning to, or they're wanting to really discover their purpose, again, back to strengths, what are you naturally good at? What do you do? And in what way do you do it that is almost effortless because of the joy that it brings you and because of how energized you feel when you do it? you know and I don't necessarily believe that those things are easy for example as a speaker it's not always easy (laughs) however I get so much joy from it and so I know that's very much a part of my purpose and with some of my clients I love to do what's called a SWOT analysis and I first learned about this in business studies when I was a teenager and it's simply looking at your life and asking yourself well what are my strengths first of all so for the S the W is what are my weaknesses or my areas of development the O is what are my opportunities? And lastly, the T is what are my threats? So those go across things internal to you and then external and just really taking time to assess your life. Where are you at and where can you grow? That's awesome. I, I love I love that quote from your pastor, the, the scroll, like your life is yeah. a scroll, because it, it very much like in your in your 20s, your purpose is, you know, for me, I was kind of like I was in college trying to get an education. In my 30s, I'm, you know, 
getting married, having kids. So that becomes kind of the purpose is building this home and this family. And now I'm, I'm in the later part of my thirties, almost my forties. And it's like, okay, what's the next thing is like, yes, I have this, I have these responsibilities and these things that are going on right now, but my person, my purpose is also tied to kind of preparing things, especially for my kids as they grow up, preparing some things for them and getting some things ready and preparing the next journey for me as a business owner or entrepreneur and you know all of those things start to come into play so I, I love that quote as yeah you know, your purpose is like a scroll or like your life I'm like that's awesome yeah it really is and I think also it's knowing that the scroll is very specific to you and so mm-hmm. the order of events in our lives are unique to us and so while somebody may be settling down at 22 somebody else is 32 or even 42 and I think we have to be better at accepting that our life steps they're okay even if they're different from the quote-unquote average or the expected or you know what other people or what society says it should be no this is your life and your purpose is your purpose yeah that is absolutely true and you know we just in society you can we can look at people because maybe they're starting something at a later you know year or you know they could be 42 52 going back to college or going back to high school and I think we've gotten better at it, but there still can be that kind of stigma around that and people get in fear and then they might not and they will back away from it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for me, one of the reasons I think when some people experience a lot of fear is because they're so accomplished in certain areas, they're so proficient and they're very good at what they do because they know it. And yet when you start on a new journey, you're a beginner again. And let's be honest, as adults, we don't like to not know things. We don't like to be dependent on somebody else or be a learner. However, it's really, really, it's a real necessity. If we are going to grow in life, we have to be okay with being a beginner again. Yeah. And that, that kind of brings me, I guess, to the next question is, is fear the biggest hindrance to people continuing on that personal development? you know, whether it's personal, whether it's business, because, you know, very much you have to start over. It's like starting at ground zero again. And that can be very humbling to ask, you know, to ask somebody else for help or, you know, to start over again. And it's a lot of times we don't like to do that because, you know, we may judge ourselves because we're so accomplished in a certain area or, you know, we've done great things in one realm or space of our life. But now that we're starting over, it is like, oh, you know, this is what this feels like. And I don't like this feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I would tend to agree. I think for the majority of people, definitely not everybody, but for the majority of people, it's fear, but also it's then fear of the unknown. It's fear of failure. It's fear of success. It's fear of change. And I think for a lot of people, fear really does sit in there amongst the reasons why they don't or they start and then they quickly retreat back. Because like earlier on, you spoke about people being comfortable. And we know that when you're in your comfort zone, you're not going to grow because you're comfortable and there's no need to. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be living, I think, at your optimum. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the the distinguish, you know, distinguishing factor or, you know, that's the separation that has to be made is that we can be comfortable, but in your comfortability, you're not really living life. Yeah. Is that you go through, you know, kind of using the phrase, you go through the motions. 
absolutely absolutely yeah and it, it's 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 easy to do that you know it's easy to go to yeah. work come home spend time with the family you take your vacations you know you do kind of all of the kind of quote unquote normal things you're supposed to do and what's amazing to me is that you can do those same things but it just it feels different as you're on a personal development journey yeah it really does yeah so yeah. um what as as you have gone on this journey and uh, you've started the process of writing the book how has you've written how many books two three 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 books I thought yes, so I was looking at your bio I was like I thought I saw three books so mm-hmm. how has that process been for you personally because that's you know that's speaking of like personal development the process of writing a book is yes. you know right up that alley so how has that process been for you as you've yeah. kind of had to sit down and write these books and take all the yeah. thoughts in your head and put them on paper yeah I will preface this by saying that I started writing about four books about six years ago and I would get to chapter two and then just like press, you know, just stop. Um, And so many times we have a desire, but we don't necessarily have the follow through. And I think for me in this season, I've really learned that it's about strategy, number one, and it's also about understanding your why. And so the first book I co-wrote with one of my business partners and we developed a strategy for how we were going to write. So it was going to be a chapter a month. We had to submit it on this shared drive by the last day of the month. And because we were doing it together, there was also that level of accountability because you didn't want to be the one that said, oh, sorry, I haven't done my chapter, you know. And so Mm -hmm. we really utilized that. And then with the second book, again, it was a collaboration and we use one of um, some of our coaching programs around public speaking to okay. really just put it, put it on paper so we could share with, with many more people. And then the latest book I feel like has been the most challenging because the topic is about spiritual abuse. And so it's quite an intense topic mm. and it's also part of my personal story. And so you become quite vulnerable when you start to share on paper certain experiences you've gone through. But my why was firstly because that this is what the Lord called me to do. So I'm acting in obedience to him. But secondly, because our pain and our experiences and our trauma can be healing for so many people. And I think when we get into a space of really seeing that also when we're healed as well, because that's important. You don't want to be talking about your story and breaking down when you're meant to be inspiring others. Um, but I definitely think that, you know, writing is incredible. And now I'm like, Everybody should write a book. There's no reason not to, because we've all got stories inside us. We've all got a message to share with the world. And books are amazing because they can get everywhere in the world. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, awesome. That's inspiring to me. And very much for the same reason, I think, you know, one of the kind of great deceptions is that we all think we're going through something by ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we hold it in, we keep it, we don't share those experiences or those traumas, you know, because just because we think we're the only one, nobody will understand, nobody will know, or we're embarrassed or fear or, you know, whatever the kind of gamut of emotions that we go through, we keep those things inside. And, you know, to truly heal from it, you've got to be able to give that thing a voice, you've got to be able to talk about it and speak about it and you know writing a book absolutely does that 
you. Yeah, yeah, it really did. And actually, even the writing process was really cathartic. So it, it was just like journaling <laughs> times 10, you know. Um, yeah, it was. It was really, really good. It was, yeah. it was painful, but it was good. But it's good. Yeah. And I, I recently had someone that had like reached out to me because I was doing a, you know, I was doing a group where I, I was meeting, doing a Bible study group and I was meeting with men, you know, every week and we were just doing it and just doing it. And, you know, somebody really close to me that was a part of the group kind of passed away and I got a phone call and, you know, they were just like, thank you that, you know, thank you for doing this. And, you know, the, the guy, he looked forward to it. He loved wow. being able to come and talk. And, you know, sometimes it's just the everyday things that you're doing that yeah. you don't think has an impact. And I think the same comes kind of with your story is like, as we're going through, as we share our traumas, you don't know the impact that it'll have on somebody else that will be reading it. And it'll be like, yeah, we all have a story to share. Yes. And, you know, it, it lends itself to really God using it to be a blessing and to be inspiring and to encourage other people. So, but it yeah. all starts with kind of us having to heal and to work through yeah. and be diligent. You know, I loved how you say you have the accountability. Oh, we, we need that to be able to finish what we're doing. Like we all have great ideas. We all have God inspired ideas, but the, the follow through is not always there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And earlier on when you were talking about that we all have a story, one of my favorite scriptures is from Proverbs or, or Ecclesiastes where it says, there is nothing new under the sun. I think it's Ecclesiastes actually, mm -hmm. because it, it just gives language to the fact that when we sit by ourselves and we think, oh, it's just me or no one's gonna understand or why did this happen to me? We forget the truth that there is nothing any of us have been through that no one else can't in some way at least understand or identify with yeah. of course context is different and all of that stuff but you know our human experiences are the human experience yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so i look forward to that book and yeah me many too. more <laughs> <laughs> yeah I and to be fair i do have a couple more in the pipeline that um yeah i'm just really excited about uh, to be honest with you i didn't anticipate this being part of my journey you know yeah I want to write but like you know write a few books no but ultimately I believe God is opening doors and yeah I'm, I'm looking forward that's inspiring to me because I'm very much on a similar kind of journey is like I've, I want a book and God has given me ideas to write books yeah and I know I'm at the very beginning page so I like you know I have my accountability group now that can kind of track to see how much yeah. I'm writing you today and where I'm going and like things like that. So, you know, I know I need that because I've done, I've done the thing. Oh yeah. I'm going to write a book and I got, you know, mm -hmm. words written. I got chapters lined out. I got all sorts of stuff and it's just sitting there and they're like, okay, I need to finish this. And yeah. Yeah. Because someone going. needs to read it. Right. There's someone that needs that book in their hand. And if they had it in their hand, their life would be different. And so in a similar way, when I, I mean, I really speak about as a speaker, speaking a service. And so every time I get up on a stage or in front of a camera, I am serving my audience. But even through writing, I'm serving my reader. And so oftentimes as I'm, you know, particularly the last book, because it is a completely faith based book, I am praying for the reader. I'm praying and I'm speaking into their future. And in, in, in the book, I do write, you know, dear reader, 
you know, and I kind of have that personal conversation with them as they're reading because I know exactly who I'm writing to. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, uh, I like that. I mean, and that's, that goes to just how we, just how we are so connected. And like you were saying, kind of like the human experience of what yeah. we have. So tell me, I guess, a little bit more about uh, your public speaking and how does your personal development, like your personal development coaching line up with business coaching? So are you coaching entrepreneurs? Are they one in the same? Like, can you, can you, like, if I'm an entrepreneur, can I develop in my business and not in my personal or do they, do they need to intertwine and work together? Yeah. So I'll start backwards. Absolutely. Absolutely. They need to intertwine because when you're an entrepreneur, you are your business, right? Yes. You may have a team and you may have processes, but it's you, it's your foundation. It's your essence. It's, it's where you are at. And so if you are not developing personally, your business won't develop. And actually, to some extent, your business will only develop at the same pace as you do. And so I think That's investing good. in yourself across all levels is fundamental. Um, to me, the, the concept of coaching and mentoring, they that the terms and the ways we do it are kind of quite interchangeable and even here in the UK versus the US we have slightly different definitions and so when I when I for me when I'm doing business coaching I'm still doing personal development coaching because I'm coaching the person holistically and I'm not necessarily teaching them the business process for me that's what a business mentor would do who's done exactly what they want to do so I sort of come at it from a different aspect really but yeah um you are your business and even in a job or a career, if you're not growing, if you don't have that growth mindset, if, you, if you're not willing to consistently invest in understanding new research and new ways and, you know, I mean, I love theory. I have to say I'm a little bit of a geek <laughs> in that respect. I do really love a good bit of theory. But, you know, if you're not understanding theory, well, then it doesn't really make sense. And in fact, what I did do when, when I knew that coaching was a big purpose in my life, I did go back and do a master's degree in coaching and mentoring because I wanted to understand the theory. And also I felt that if this was given to me as a purpose, I'm also responsible to be responsible to understand it better, right? Because yeah. we are dealing with people's lives and they're so important to God and important to us that I, I want to serve my clients well through having the right underpinning knowledge really. And then in terms of the public speaking space, that looks very different in COVID times than it did prior. But prior, I was speaking at business events as well as running and hosting my own events around personal development, empowerment, public speaking, mm -hmm. and leadership as well. So I deliver okay. keynotes around the good, the bad, and the ugly of leadership. You know, sharing stories and insights into just the, the gift of leadership, but also that if we don't steward that gift well, it can, you know, produce some pretty toxic results. That's really good. I like how you put that, the gift of leadership. And that, that immediately made me think of bosses that I've had that I have, that have been great. Yeah. And then there have been those ones that have been like, will make you hate your job every day. Right, <laughs> right. Because they have a powerful role. They have a pivotal role to impact our experience, you know, every single day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the right view of leadership is that it is a gift. Yeah. So, you know, understanding that we are, you know, dealing with people's lives and, you know, you deal with them means you have an impact on them, their families, 
their households, like all of that kind of comes into play. Yeah. And I think businesses and corporations are understanding that a little more. Sure. Yeah, but, I would agree. You know, so. But there's still room for improvement, I think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. So um, let's see. Any other interesting facts about you? Yeah. So although I am a public speaker, when I was a child, I had a stutter. And to be fair, at times it still does present itself on the odd occasion, either when I'm tired or stressed. (laughs) But, you know, I was in speech therapy and I just it was a challenge to articulate certain combinations of letters for certain words. And I do have such vivid memories of going to the clinic for my speech speech therapy appointments and sitting down and writing things out in my book and spelling it out and stuff. And so you know, when I was younger, I didn't necessarily really enjoy speaking because it was challenging. And so to compensate, I spoke really fast and I'd always get told off, Francesca, slow down. We can't understand you, which (laughs) when you're a kid who wants to hear that. So it made me even more frustrated. However, I do believe that when we have a certain destiny, the area that we can be most challenged in is also the area that we're called to serve in, you know? And so I've had other challenges in relation to my confidence to speak based on other people's opinions and their views and stuff. But here we are today. And I'm delighted that I can serve through speaking. That's awesome. So I guess that brings me to kind of my question where we will kind of wrap up here, but what are your thoughts? You know, somebody that wants to kind of get started on their own personal development journey. Like where do you even, where should they start? Where should they begin? What What's kind of like the beginning process, I guess, if somebody wanted to come to you and like, you know, Francesca, I would really like you to coach me, mentor me. Yeah. Uh, where would you have them start? I would have them start with where do you want to be a year from today? Mm. What is life going to look like for you? What are the experiences you want to be having? What do you want to be feeling and thinking to kind of understand where they want to be and compare it to where they are now? And I think through that discussion, we learn about what is working well in their life and what isn't what can be changed and when, and also what can't, because certain things we can't change, right? Because certain things are just life and also they're inherent. And so I think for me, it's really about what's that person's vision for their life, you know? And I love asking the question, if there were no barriers, if there was nothing hindering, what would you be doing? Like, what, what, what is it that you really, really want? If money, time, age, experience, whatever could be a hindrance wasn't there, what would you be doing? You know, just to kind of understand more about that person. And then we take it from there. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm, I'm such a big proponent of having a vision yes. for your life and where you want to go, how you want it to look, you know, vision for your relationships. Yeah. I, I love everything about having a vision and, you know, people do yeah. vision boards and all of that. And I am, I'm yeah. for all of it, as long as you don't leave it up there and never go back to it. <laughs> well, well, that's it. I mean, and I also run vision board workshops and, but then I developed a strategy around it. So it doesn't make sense just to have it on your wall and you don't understand mm-hmm. how to implement it. So yeah, it's, it's the both. Yes. So absolutely. I love asking that question to people also, you know, when, when I am a social worker by trade, so spending time with uh, couples or families, you know, I've learned to ask, you know, if, if you're, if I'm working with you or trying to help them, trying to serve them, 
is like, okay, things are kind of bad now, but a vision helps to give you something to, you know, go for, strive for, you know, things are kind of maybe looking bleak right now, but what, what does it look like for you if everything's perfect? If everything yeah, is great. Absolutely. And I think it also inspires hope for change, right? That life isn't always going to look like this. I remember a couple of years ago when I did my first solo trip abroad. And I was like, you know what? This feels good. I'm going to do it again. So on my vision board was countries that I plan to visit. And mm-hmm. I then made a plan and went to visit it. And it was just such a, a nice thing to be able to look forward to, to have those experiences that were just for me. Yeah. 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 And, you know, having experiences changes you and challenges you and lets you see the world bigger and this that you you know if I can take this trip by myself who says I can't take three next year by myself or you know do something else or have this other experience like it just it broadens your horizons and kind of opens up your eyes to the world yeah and it builds confidence as well as well you know to be able to jump on a plane and travel to other countries or even um you know, have a stopover in another country and still still come back alive and well. Hallelujah. <laughs> but it also really builds confidence. And so, yeah, I've done quite a few trips now. And I mean, I love it. I, I mean, I do miss traveling at the moment, yes. but hopefully we'll be back soon. So, yeah. Yes, hopefully. So awesome, awesome, awesome. This has been wonderful and great. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, how about you let everybody know where they can follow you, where they can find you, you know, if they want to you know, seek you out for personal yeah. or business or, you know, follow yeah. you for your motivation Mondays and encouraging words. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the best place to find me is on Instagram or Facebook. So it's at fran.elevate. And so that's where you'll find all about my business. And also I've got Monday moments with Fran and then the Surviving Spiritual Abuse Project, which is just starting again, it's got an Instagram and Facebook page and that's at ssa.restart. Cool. All right. I will put all the links to where you can find all of those in the notes for this. So Francesca, thank you so much for joining me for the Prosperous Man podcast. This has been an awesome and wonderful time. Thank you. Thanks so much, Lynn. Great to meet you.